Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? I'm recording this on Monday night. Just finished watching the Packers-Lions game and that means it's time for me to go through my start sits at the running back position. So in this video, I'm gonna go through all 16 matchups for week three, go through every single team and then talk about whether or not I would start or sit every fantasy relevant running back on those teams. You know, that way I talk about every single fantasy relevant player. And that means this video can be useful for everyone. So while you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. It could be trade advice, start sit questions, waiver wire questions, anything fantasy football related, you comment down below. I will make sure to get back to you. But let's just get started with the first matchup. We have Thursday Night Football, Carolina Panthers traveling to Houston to play the Texans. And for the Panthers, we do not even need to talk about this one. Christian McCaffrey is going to be a start, the number one running back for fantasy football. So he is locked into your lineup every week. And then for this Texans team, I really don't feel comfortable starting any of these running backs. They get all of them involved, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, and David Johnson. So they're all going to be sits. This is a pretty solid Panthers defense. And overall, I just think the Texans are going to struggle. We found out that Tyrod Taylor is going to be out for around like four weeks. So overall, I just think this Texans offense is going to struggle big time. And none of these running backs are really going to put up, you know, startable numbers for you. Then let's move on to Sunday's games. And we're going to start it off with the Colts traveling to Tennessee to play the Titans. And on this Colts team, I'm going to be starting Jonathan Taylor. He should be locked into your lineup week in and week out. Didn't have a great week too, but he should bounce back this week against this bad Titans defense. And then I'm going to be sitting Naheem Hines. Personally, I just do not love starting these kind of RB2s on teams who are the pass catching backs. Really, the only one I feel comfortable starting is going to be James White, but we'll get to that later. You know, it just seems like these guys will have their big games, but you never know when it's going to happen. And you know, he had a solid week one, but then if you played him week two, you're going to be very disappointed. So he is going to be on my bench. And then for the Titans, Derrick Henry locked in just like Christian McCaffrey every single week. Then we're on to the Falcons-Giants game, and I'm actually going to be starting Mike Davis. This was a tough call with Davis and Cordero Patterson, but I'm going to start Davis and sit Patterson. I was actually pretty impressed with how Mike Davis performed against the Bucks. He ran the ball pretty well and was targeted a bunch. So even though this Falcons offense isn't going to be great, he's going up against an easier defense. So I think he does have a little bit more touchdown upside this week against the Giants. And I kind of think this is the chance for him to really put it all together. He's gotten the opportunities in week one and two. He really just hasn't punched in, you know, a super top tier fantasy performance. And I think this could be the opportunity for Patterson. I do think he's just going to be slightly behind Mike Davis in terms of those touches, you know, but if he goes out week three, gets in the end zone again, then I think we really have to start considering him to be a week in week out start. For this Giants team, I know Saquon has not been great for the first two weeks, but his usage was much improved in week two on Thursday Night Football. He has a long break from that Thursday night game, so he's probably going to have his highest snap count in week three, and he's got to be in your lineup. I think this is really the chance for him to truly break out, get that kind of workhorse roll back, and we should start to see some flashes of rookie year Saquon Barkley. The next matchup we have here is a divisional game between the Chargers and the Chiefs. For the Chargers, I'm going to be starting Austin Eckler. You know, the storyline week one was zero targets. He wasn't involved in the receiving game. Like, what was up with that? But in week two, we saw that he 100% had that roll back. So you guys should not be concerned. Austin Eckler is a locked-in RB1 for the rest of the season as long as he stays healthy. So he is definitely going to be in my lineup. Then we're on to the Chiefs. And this is a tough call with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 
I'm going to list him as a start, but it's not something I feel confident in. In the two leagues that I have CEH in, he's probably not going to be in my lineup, but it's because I picked him in the third round. So those are leagues where I'd like the first or second pick, and I went running back, running back, running back. So, you know, he's not one of my RB2s. So I could, you know, put him on my bench for a decent wide receiver. I feel like a lot of people are not going to be in that same situation. CEH is going to be their RB1 or RB2. And I just don't know how much depth you have at the position. So he's definitely not a strong start. But I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. Hopefully, you know, those bad performances can kind of be chalked up to tough defenses. The Ravens and Browns, you know, they're not slouch defenses. But still, I'm not feeling great about him. I think best case scenario, he goes out balls out week three, and then you can kind of trade high on him. And then I'm going to be sitting his backup who actually took his goal line touch. So very concerning, but he's not going to be getting enough work for me to want to actually start him. He's more of just a hindrance to CEH. Then the next matchup we have here is the Bengals traveling to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. And these are two pretty locked in starters. These are some of the workhorses who have the biggest monopolies on their backfield. So Mixon and Najee Harris have to be in your starting lineup. Then we've got the Bears traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. David Montgomery in your lineup, you know, had a really, really nice week one, kind of took a step back week two, but a lot of running backs performances can really just depend on whether or not they get into the end zone. He should still be a locked in, you know, high end RB2 at the worst for the rest of the season. And then I'm going to be sitting his backup, Damian Williams. For the Browns, Nick Chubb has to be a locked in start. The man is just an absolute beast. And then I do have Kareem Hunt listed here as a start. He's kind of a player who's very touchdown dependent just because he kind of is getting the second level of touches. You know, Nick Chubb is going to outtouch him every single game. Hunt may have a few more receiving opportunities, but a lot of his production just comes down to him getting into the end zone. But I still think he's kind of a fringe start or a flex play you could throw into your lineup. Next matchup, it's going to be the Ravens taking on the Lions. And these were some interesting decisions for both teams. For the Ravens, I'm going to be starting Tyson Williams. And it kind of seems like people really want to give up on him. You know, if I could sell high on him for a player that I feel very confident in, you know, sure, I'd move him. But he's not someone that I feel like I need to trade away immediately. You know, right now, he's still operating as the number one. He's getting the most touches. And most importantly, he's getting the receiving work that really was just non-existent in this offense before. So obviously it would have been great if he capitalized on that red zone carry he had. Instead, he fumbled. They still scored, so it didn't cost him. But I mean, if he punches that in, he ends up having a really nice game. They have been using Latavius Murray a fair amount, but he is still being outtouched by Tyson Williams. So I'm going to have Murray on the bench. Tyson Williams is going to be the starter. You just know Lamar Jackson is going to steal some of those goal line carries. It's going to happen but I still think he's going to be the RB1, even if it's kind of close between himself and Latavius Murray. For the Lions, I'm going to be starting DeAndre Swift. You know, Jamal Williams had that massive week one, didn't have as much production week two. This Lions backfield is a little bit weird to monitor because it almost seems like if the team is getting blown out, it's better for both of these running backs. And normally that's the opposite, right? You want your team to go up early, so then the team can just run the clock out with these running backs. But it seems like, you know, early in the game, if it's competitive, they're almost a dead split in terms of carries, but then once they get behind, that's when they have to throw the ball. You know, defenses are playing way back. They're kind of just giving the checkdowns up. So that's where Swift and Williams can kind of capitalize. Swift had a decent amount of his production in Monday night's game, you know, basically just on that last garbage time possession where he was just kind of racking up these receptions. So if Swift's the guy who's going to be in there for those opportunities, he's going to be the start and I'm going to have Jamal Williams on the bench. Then we're on to the Saints traveling to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. And even though Alvin Kamara has not lit it up to start the season, he's still got to be in your lineup. 
and I'm going to be sitting his backup Tony Jones Jr. For this Patriots team, I actually feel confident starting Damian Harris and James White. Damian Harris is going to be the guy on the ground. James White is going to be the guy in the air. And he's also getting a decent amount of running work. You know, not something that's really going to rival Damian Harris, but I mean, a few carries a game. He had a rushing touchdown last week. So that's great news for James White owners. And I'd be fine with both of those guys in my lineup. We have the Cardinals up next here in a juicy matchup against the Jaguars, but I am actually only going to be starting Chase Edmonds. He's the guy who's going to be in when it's competitive. He gets all the receiving work out of that backfield. James Conner is the guy who kind of closes the game out. And you know, you may think that's a decent play this week. And in deep release, he could potentially be a flex play. But honestly, this Jaguars defense has been terrible, but they've been fairly effective at stopping the run. The Texans were very inefficient on the ground. So were the Broncos in week two. So, you know, the defense gets carved up, but it's really not from the rushing attack. So I'd rather have the more all-around running back in. And then I don't feel comfortable starting James Robinson or Carlos Hyde. You know, James Robinson did have some improved touches in week two. You know, he was easily the number one over Carlos Hyde, but I just expect this Cardinals offense to just run through the Jaguars. They're going to be down early and they're just not going to be able to rely on the run game. So sitting both of those players. Then we're on to the Washington football team playing against the Bills. And I'm going to be starting Antonio Gibson. You know, he did have a down week too. And a lot of that was just due to JD McKissick getting a lot of the touches in those two minute drills. I feel like that was kind of just an unlucky outcome in week two. So Gibson should bounce back. He's still going to be the workhorse there. And then I am going to be sitting JD McKissick. That kind of comes back to the point I made. I think when I was talking about Naheem Hines, where, you know, JD McKissick, basically did nothing week one. Then he comes out, puts together this really nice week two performance, but it's like, how many people actually had him in your lineup? You know, then you might feel, oh, I want to start JD McKissick. Then week three, he could go out and basically give you nothing. You just never know what you're going to get out of these pass catching backs. So I am going to be sitting him for this Bills team. Both of these players are going to be a sit for me, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. This is a very formidable Washington football team defensive line. They do not give up a ton of points to the running back position. And so I'm not going to be starting Singletary or Moss, who are basically in full-on committees in this offense. And then we're moving on to another game where I'm actually going to be starting zero of the running backs. It's going to be the Jets traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. For the Jets, you know, these guys are in a full, full-on committee, but it's not just two running backs, it's three running backs. So Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, and Tevin Coleman are all going to be on the bench. And then for the Broncos... Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, for as long as they're splitting carries 50-50, I don't have a ton of interest in either of them just because they basically get no work in the receiving game. Aside from Melvin Gordon having that crazy long touchdown run in week one, they just haven't put together any solid performances. They're both just taking away from their upside. So I'm just not interested in either of those players. Then we've got a matchup here between the Dolphins and the Raiders, which may just end up being an abysmal game. We've got Tua who's hurt, Derek Carr's hurt, Josh Jacobs is hurt. You know, all these injuries, we could end up seeing two backup quarterbacks kind of duel. But I mean, the Raiders also have Marcus Mariota injured. So this truly could be a very rough game. For the Dolphins, I'm just going to be starting Miles Gaskin. He hasn't lit up the stat sheet. I feel like week one, he was solid. He got a lot of that passing work. Week two, that's just a tough game to analyze because the offense was just so terribly bad. They didn't even score. So they kind of just got taken out of the game plan right away. And then I'm going to be sitting his two backups, Salvin Ahmed and Malcolm Brown. For the Raiders, I just have Josh Jacobs listed as a sit. Gruden said he was very questionable for Sunday. So that tells me there's a decent chance he's not going to play. They ruled him out pretty early in the week going into week two. 
So I think this may be an injury that lingers on for at least one more week. And then even when Josh Jacobs was out, Kenyon Drake really did not get the work that I think a lot of people expected him to. You know, he didn't come in and take over Josh Jacobs' carries. So with him just as a passing back, not something I want to start in my lineup. And then we're on to a nice running back matchup here between the Seahawks and the Vikings. Chris Carson and Dalvin Cook are both no doubters to put into your starting lineup. And then this next game here is probably one of the best overall matchups this week. It's the Buccaneers traveling to Los Angeles to face off against the Rams. And on this Bucs team, it's always going to be tough to navigate this running back room. But I think Leonard Fournette really has the opportunity to kind of solidify himself into this offense. He didn't play great in week two. He almost had a big time fumble that could have cost the Buccaneers. But even though he kind of struggled, he also just totally missed a hole on a fourth and one and led them to turn the ball over. And so with all that said, he was still significantly better than Ronald Jones, which just tells you everything you need to know about Rojo. First, he catches a pass out of the backfield and literally instead of lowering his shoulder into the defense to get that extra yard for the first, he literally just sidesteps out of bounds a yard before the first down marker, ends up really costing the bucks. And then also he just totally blew a blocking assignment, got Brady lit up. So I just think he's going to continue to lose touches as we go farther and farther into the season. And we really just haven't seen them kind of unleash Giovanni Bernard. I thought he'd be more involved as a pass catching back. He really just hasn't gotten a ton of opportunity. So in this game, it's going to be Fournette that I want in my lineup. On this Rams team, Daryl Henderson is dealing with a rib issue. If he's the starter and he's healthy, he's ready to go. He's going to be in my lineup and Sony Michelle is going to be on the bench. If Henderson does not go, then I don't think I'd feel super confident starting Sony Michelle. They may kind of use a committee behind Henderson. And this is already a very tough Buccaneers defense to go against. You know, running backs really struggle against them. So that's just kind of something we're going to have to monitor. You know, does McVay come out and say that Michelle is going to be the workhorse? We just kind of have to wait and see. But right now it's going to be Henderson as a start and Sony Michelle as a sit. Then for the Sunday night football game, it's going to be the Packers facing off against the 49ers. Aaron Jones, major bounce back game last night. Was super excited to see it because I was very high on him going into the season. He was my RB5 overall. So you love to see that four touchdown performance. I'm going to be sitting his backup, AJ Dillon. You know, Aaron Jones is the guy. I don't know why everyone was hyping up AJ Dillon so much. I didn't even think he was going to kind of take over that Jamal Williams role. People were kind of docking Aaron Jones for AJ Dillon, when in reality, Jamal Williams was a super involved backup. So not concerned about AJ Dillon. On this 49ers team, we really have to wait and see how this plays out. You know, so far, Elijah Mitchell has been deemed day-to-day. Jamichael Hasty has a high ankle sprain, which could be week-to-week, and Trey Sermon has a concussion. So, you know, right now, I have Elijah Mitchell listed as a start, but if Hasty and Sermon, you know, somehow are ready to play Sunday, maybe Mitchell's injury kind of lingers, this could all be shifted up. But basically, if all three of these players are in, then Elijah Mitchell is going to be the starter. And I also have him listed as a start here, just because it seems like Hasty and Sermon are more likely to miss extended time and not play this Sunday. But like I mentioned, a situation you guys are going to have to monitor, you know, in the next few days. And then we're on to the last matchup of the week, Monday Night Football. It's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Dallas to play the Cowboys. I'm going to be starting Miles Sanders. Hasn't had a ton of touchdown luck, but is getting a solid amount of touches where he has to be in your lineup. I'm going to be sitting his handcuff, Kenneth Gainwell. He's gotten a solid amount of touches, but just not enough where you want him in your starting lineup. For the Cowboys, I'm going to be starting Zeke and sitting Tony Pollard, but this is kind of a tough call. I'm just saying if you guys can sell Zeke high, I think you really should. 
Pollard was super involved week two. You know, hopefully that was just a one-time thing, but I'm really not betting on it, especially because Pollard was way more effective in his touches than Zeke was. So for week three, I'm going to be starting Zeke, sitting Pollard, but that's definitely kind of a fluid situation there in Dallas. All right, so those are all 16 week three matchups, which running backs I'm starting, which running backs I'm sitting. If you guys enjoyed the content, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. I'm also going to be posting my wide receiver start sit today, and then my tight ends and quarterbacks tomorrow. So stay tuned for all of those. But thank you for stopping by, and I'll see you guys next time.